All right, welcome back. And as we continue to monitor the situation in Israel, uh, another story came across the wire yesterday and involved President Joe Biden. And according to multiple reports, the president was interviewed as part of the special counsel investigation into his handling of classified documents. What does this mean for the current president? And let's try to take a look inside and dissect what this investigation might look like with Barb McQuay, the former U.S. attorney for the Eastern District of Michigan and now current law professor at the University of Michigan. Barb, first of all, it's great to have you. Oh, thanks, Chris. Great to be be with you. Talk to me a little bit about what this special counsel is looking into with the, the president. Obviously a little different in terms of volume than what Donald Trump is dealing with. But but nonetheless, Joe Biden had classified documents in his possession in a number of locations. What, what kind of questions do you expect the president to be fielding as part of this investigation? Well, I would imagine that the special counsel, Robert Herr, is considering two concerns here. One is, were crimes committed? And the other is, from a counterintelligence perspective, were there any national secrets that were compromised? And so I imagine that he has been interviewing anybody who might have information about this, the person who found these documents, anyone who's been at the premises at both the office and the home who might have information, and now uh, President Biden himself to satisfy himself whether, again, either any crimes were committed, going through the elements of those crimes, and then finding out whether these could have entered into you know, any other open domain such that some hostile foreign adversary could have access to it or any unauthorized person for that matter to determine whether they need to do any steps to mitigate uh, the, the damage that could be done based on the content of those documents. Now, the president said initially when, when it was discovered that he had possession of these documents that there was no there there, that he was unaware he had them and, and he uh, didn't take anything purposefully during his time uh, in the U.S. Senate or as vice president. Um, is, that a, is that a legitimate defense, or does the president have to, to go a little deeper with investigators? Well, I think that investigators want to make sure that they're not simply taking the president at his word because the laws apply equally to the president and anyone else. And so I think they want to determine uh, what the extent of this was. So as I said, both from a counterintelligence perspective, it could be that he's being completely honest and that it wasn't an accident and a mistake, but nonetheless, that this is spilled outside of people who are authorized to have them, you know, being kept at a home, in a garage, in an office. So regardless of what his intent was, I think they need to figure that out. And then the other one is, uh, it may be that his intent was innocent, but I think they need to uh, make sure of that. And so um, it, it is a crime only if a person willfully uh, mishandles classified information. There is a crime for gross negligence, but that is more than simple negligence. That is, uh, you know, some negligence that is so outrageous uh, as to uh, rise to the level of a crime. And so I think they'll be exploring that as well. But if these are papers that simply ended up in boxes that were returned as soon as they were discovered, uh, I, I can't imagine that that would be the basis of a criminal charge. But it's up to the prosecutor here to determine if that's what happened or if there's some other explanation. You know, certainly people may retain documents thinking they could profit from them in the future, for example. If that's the case, then that could be a basis for criminal charges. You mentioned the the, the prosecuting, or, or I suppose the, the investigative team led by Special Counsel Robert Herr. Um, there was a report uh, in the AP that, that Robert Herr's investigation team um, hadn't approached 
the Biden team and his legal team as of, you know, late August. What does that signify in the sense that there was no communication or at least there was no discussions to have this type of meeting um, as of late August? And and now over the last couple of days, we found out that the president met with this team. What, What could that possibly signify? You know, it's hard to know all the things that are going on inside an investigation because they're secret by design. But uh, I would imagine that you would wait until the later stages of an investigation before you want to interview the president himself. And that's because you want to be as educated and informed as you can be about all of the facts and circumstances. You will want to have read all the documents, interview all the other witnesses, and that helps you to ask good questions and also know whether you are receiving what you think are accurate answers. You can confront the person with information you got from other witnesses. You can confront the person with the content of the documents. And so it makes sense to me that that would happen later in the investigation after you've had a chance to do all of those other things. So perhaps wrapping this thing up, we could be near the conclusion, you think? I think so. You know, the interview of President Biden would strike me as either the very last step, if not close to the last step in the investigation. I imagine there may be some loose ends they'd want to look at. And then the next steps will be to analyze the information, uh, to uh, recommend charges or not charges, to write a report. The special counsel is different from a regular prosecutor in that they do write a public report. And then present all of that to the attorney general, who you know is supposed to defer to the special counsel unless the recommendation of the special counsel is something that is so outside the norms of the Department of Justice. So I would expect, you know, Robert Herr is someone who's been in the Department of Justice. I can't imagine he wants to do anything too outrageous. We'll present his findings to uh, Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland will uh, either say that's ridiculous, you can't do that, or will uh, allow him to go forward. And then, of course, the additional check on the attorney general is if he does something to reject uh, the special counsel's recommendations, he must report that to Congress. And so that prevents any uh, sort of you know, secret rejections going on behind the scenes that might be in some way nefarious. So the, the special counsel regs are designed to provide transparency and openness and independence. And uh, I expect that Robert Herr will be delivering his conclusion sometime. I'd say within the next 30 to 60 days, all those tasks I just described probably will take that, that amount of time mm. to complete his work. There, there was, there has been a lot of discussion about whether or not Joe Biden in his role as either uh, a U.S. senator or as vice president had the capabilities to possess these documents. Was, was there any rule breaking there or law breaking there, or did the president have the ability to to not only have these documents in the sense of of his job title, but then um, uh, after he left office, m- maintain possession of those documents? Yeah, I, I don't know about these particular documents, but certainly a, a vice president, even a senator from time to time, can have access to classified information. So on its face, there's no reason to think that uh, that that his initial possession of these was wrong in any way. But of course, it, you're only allowed what you're you have a need to know. So it's I guess that's a question Robert Hur will have to answer. But then the retention, I mean, typically, no, a person is supposed to give all of these things back. They have to be stored in proper ways, depending on the classification level. Sometimes they have to be uh, saved, uh, stored in a safe or a special uh, classified information facility. And so the mere fact that he has them strikes me as likely to be inappropriate in, in violation of the rules. Now, whether that it rises to a crime, as we said, would depend on whether it was a willfulness uh, or simply a, an honest mistake. 
in, in, it's hard to compare this situation with Donald Trump because Donald Trump had the, the, the just the volume was much different. But I, I think it is more comparable maybe to the situation with with former Vice President Mike Pence. How do those two situations differ? Because there were there was a decision made by the DOJ not to move forward with charges uh, or an investigation into Mike Pence. Yeah, I think that's such a great question. Um, we don't know yet, and we'll find out which situation this falls into. But as you said, you know, in the case of Mike Pence, it appeared that he had inadvertently retained some documents. He was very forthcoming about it. He was the one who volunteered that he had them. He met with investigators. He allowed them to search his home, and no charges were recommended because there was no evidence of you know, willfulness or disloyalty to the United States or obstruction of justice or anything in that regard. Um, in the case of Donald Trump, quite, quite the opposite. Uh, not only is it the volume of documents, but his behavior around them. Uh, upon discovery of these documents, which was not volunteered by him, but discovered by the National Archives, when they asked for them back, he refused and continued to refuse for 18 months. And according to the allegations in the indictment, uh, you know, lied and moved boxes and it, it obstructed the investigation. And so it's that conduct uh, that uh, caused the criminal charges to be filed, not the simple inadvertent retention of documents. Um, and, and again, you, you also have to think about this, not about whether there's a crime here, but about whether there is any compromise of national security. Are those documents getting out to unauthorized people? And so the government at that point had an obligation to get those documents back. And as William Barr said, it was Donald Trump's continued efforts to sort of jerk them around that ultimately led to these charges not because of any issue of pride, but to ensure that they actually got all the documents back. And so um, I think the Pence and the Trump cases are very different for the reasons I just described. And we don't know yet which version uh, Biden falls into, but so far all the indications are it's more like the Pence case than the Trump case yeah. because he appears to have been cooperative to return the documents, et cetera. Barb McQuaid, we always appreciate you lending your expertise. Thank you as always. Thanks very much, Chris. And okay, we'll talk to you, you again soon.